Hello, everyone. Welcome to Burning the Edge. We would like to welcome to the tea our host, Mr. Arthur Miller Jr. Thank you for joining the Burning the Edge podcast. Today, we will have a conversation with Ronald Porter Sr., and he will tell you how views from the golf course in Hawaii got him to playing golf. What up, Porter? What up, man? <laughs> how you doing, man? I'm good. I'm good. You doing all right? I'm doing great. I'm doing great. How you doing? Good. I'm doing pretty good, man. How was your Christmas? It was great, man. Uh, you know, um, I am Santa Claus, uh, so <laughs> now I get to prepare for next year. Yeah. You know how that goes. How about you, man? Uh, how was Christmas for you? Uh, it was cool, man. You know, I don't have no little ones like you, man, so I don't <laughs> have to do the Santa Claus thing so much. You know, I, I got my little nephew. That's about it. I just put. I just had to put together his little, uh, little motorized little motorcycle thing. That was it. There you go. There you yeah. go. Yeah. Yeah. That's coming. I'm gonna have to get another one of those little power wheel things again for my little four year old. Yeah. Next year. So. Yeah. yeah. You got girls, don't you? Your little one's girl, ain't it? Mm-hmm. So yeah. uh, starting from top to bottom is my son. He just turned seventeen, the twenty second. My 11-year-old will be 12 on tomorrow. So, yes, on the 22nd and the 28th, our birthdays with Christmas in the middle. Yeah, go figure, right? Dang. Uh, we know what y'all were doing. Uh, let me see. Oh, I guess that means uh, Valentine's Day. Y'all were cutting up. Nah, it was March. March. Baker's <laughs> so, birthday is in March, so... Oh, uh, well, you <laughs> now nah, I'll just make sure the birthday was a good, great experience. So I guess I fulfilled <laughs> that, right? <laughs> you crazy, right? <laughs> yeah. So, uh, tell me a little bit about yourself first. Introduce yourself and you know, wrong with Porter Senior. Yes, I have a junior. I do like to go by Porter, my last name, but feel free to call me Ron, Ronald, Porter, and Ballhead because hey, I am Ballhead, I'm a part of that group. Right. Um, been married now for what is 2020. So 14 years going on 15 years next year. Got three uh, kids, you know, 17, about to be a 12 tomorrow and a four year old. I three and a half. I do have a five and a half year old dog. Um, but man, uh, I'm, I'm coming to you, man. I'm a military brat. My parents were in the army, man. So I was born in Germany. I lived over there for three years, uh, three I and a half years. I did not know that, man. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Lawnstuhl, Germany, 1983. My mom uh, and dad. Uh, actually, where I came about was actually on three hours away in Clarksville, Tennessee, right there, Fort Campbell. That's where I started it. My mom was pregnant before she went there. So that's where I started it. But um, yeah, I was born in Germany. Man, I've been all over. I've seen out of 50 states. I've seen about 38 of them. Uh, hey, I wish crazy. I could play golf. Yeah, I wish I could play golf in all of them. Hey, do. we're going to do that. Yes, uh, sir. That's happening. That yes, is happening. Sir. I want to. The golf week has a list of uh, the top courses in every state that you can play. I mm -hmm. have to play at least one in every freaking state. I'm gonna do yeah. that. You know, even, even Montana, the mm -hmm. the Montana, North Dakota, South Dakota. I'm I'm gonna do it. You know. I'm gonna I'm gonna tell you where I live there, where the course courses were beautiful, and this is where my golf. When I told you about with my dad. My mom got stationed in Hawaii on a uh, island of Oahu. That's the that's the main island everybody yeah. flies to. Yeah. And that's the island my dad played on a lot. He's played on Maui on the big island as well. Um, but man, you're talking about 
beautiful. Oh yeah. To be on the be on the course. Like here, yeah, I'm a little kid. I appreciate the scenery now, but as a kid, I'm driving, oh, it's just the beach and all this stuff, not realizing, like, dude, this is an epic sight. I right. wish I had an iPhone back then to, to get the beach coming in and here you are on a part three man, dude. It's just beautiful. Right. Um, right. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's, that's all about awesome, me, man. man. Just a little bit about me. I'm just a guy, man. Loves the game like you, bro. Yeah. Yeah. So, man, you know, I have to admire you and Rob because y'all boys be on point when it comes to the fashion deal, man. Yeah. Every time. White, Rob and the black. Yep. Yeah. Every time we have a tournament, man, y'all boys on point, man. Y'all get the outfits lined up, ready to go. Y'all be planning out outfits for like I know you know probably six months to a year before the even tournament come about man <coughs> so a year in advance, a year in advance. <laughs> <laughs> so tell me uh why is it important to look good on the golf course well I'm let me say this first I don't think it's necessarily about looking good you want I well not you I'm gonna speak for myself it's about expressing my personality me being able to be me on the course right yeah um and I like to have loud colors on like for example like this shirt here when I got it with this hat and I got white and you know this lime color green uh shoes or highlighted yellow shoes that I got to go with them and um I just like to be able to express my personality I'm I'm outgoing loud spoken type kind of guy so I'll dress like that I mean as you can see let me go this way in the picture, that's me with the white and pink on, you know. I just like to be like that. Um, also, I grew up in the Deion Sanders era. Shout out uh, uh, to uh, Primetime. But um, he said if you look good, you play good. And when you play good, you get paid good, right? <laughs> I, I feel the way. Now I don't have a contract or nothing like that. But, like, for today, not to toot my own or pat my own back, but, you know, I look good and I play good and I want a little skin money. You know, I got a little money for a week. So. <laughs> I heard. Yeah. 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 So it, it comes out. Uh, and like I said, it just, I just, it's just me, you know, whether you like to do standard colors or you like to go, you know, with some loud colors or whatever, as long as you feel comfortable, there's one less thing you got to worry about. Yeah. And, and I do like the attention too. as many times we've been on the course, even the day when we had, I had, we had all this pink on. The starter and other groups, they're looking at you. Yeah. Yeah. But now I remember you got that the day. tee off on that first tee, you know. Now they want to see how they, this guy dress good. Can he hit? And you smoke that joker down the middle, two, 250, 280, whatever. Yes, yeah. sir. <laughs> they may not know what you do at the end, but you look good starting now. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so what what brought you to the game of golf, man? What brought me to the game of golf, Arthur, man, was um as a kid. Um, my dad played with um, his friends and, and my uncles and um, older cousins. And um, I was the kid that got to drive the golf cart. I was a, a little bit more mature, I guess. I knew to be quiet automatically. I knew to stay out of people's uh, eyesight or whatever, you know, line of vision when they were playing. And I just stayed in my lane and I just had fun driving the cart. But then as I got older, I'm like, man, um, it was an actual fun game. I want to get back into it. Uh, but the hard part was at my age, being in the twenties, it was hard to link with somebody, especially the culture, strong culture here in Memphis. You know, it's like, they look at it like, Hey, young guys, like you, like you don't play golf. So when I finally got a chance to link with, you know, you know, Rico, him and I was like, man, let's go play. We started playing and just from playing different tournaments. Um, that's how we started connecting the dots, linking with everybody, man. And, and I love it, man. I, 
I mean, that's what I want to do now, at least once a week, man. It's fun. Yeah. So, you know, initially, you know, it's always something that brings you back. Because, you know, when you first start out, you know, you trash pretty much. You know, everybody. You know, I don't know anybody that's been picked up at club and just been like, oh, I'm great at this game, you know. <laughs> right. I want to meet that person if that's what they did. Uh, you know, they right. usually the better some of the guys that like play like baseball or hockey or something like some of them are pretty are okay when they pick it up but no nobody's just super good when they pick it up you know right so right. what brought you back from that from first starting out you know um i call myself being an athlete right so i played a uh, multi-sport multi-sport athlete so i played basketball i played baseball so the competitive drive in me um, this is one of the first sports that I played where everything was about me. It's not a team sport. You are your, your team basically. Right. right? So, right. um, there's just that drive to want to get better. And I didn't like the fact that I'm shooting in the hundreds. I didn't like the fact that I was duffing the ball. I didn't like the fact that I couldn't get off the, you know, the tee. I couldn't, I couldn't make one foot putts, you know, I was scared of them. So that competitive drive and, uh, just wanted to figure out something new, man. It just drove me. Uh, I mean, every single time I got a chance to go play. Yeah. Uh, and now being paired up with people that we're all kind of similar uh, as far as our golf game, what we score and stuff, it drives it even more because if, if you are the shooter 80, well, no, let me, let me be correct. You shoot a shot of 78. <laughs> you know, after I just shot a 79 three times, you come out there and shoot a 78. So now I, I just want to keep going because I want to beat that 78. And then I want you to beat my score. And it just keeps it going, man. Uh, it's just, it's every day is a different challenge. Um, yeah. And I love it. Yeah. So do you watch pro golf? I do, depending on what's going on. Um, I'm not going to lie. To watch golf on TV, I'm that guy that, that plays the sport, but I do think it's quite boring to watch. Yeah. Um, only reason why I think it's boring is because I want to watch certain golfers. I only want to watch the Tiger or uh, Dustin Johnson or McElroy or, or um, I mean, all, all the guys that are doing something, the Kepka, you know, I mean, it, pretty much most of the Nike guys are guys I want to watch, right, except Dustin Johnson. Love him. But the cameras flips back and forth, and then the commentate. No disrespect to them, I really don't want to hear what they have to say. I just want to watch the golf. <laughs> That's it. I just don't say nothing. Just let yeah. me hear. Yeah, you know, yeah, or whatever. But um, so I, I, all that being said, not to be so long with it, I just I really don't like to watch it unless it's something major like the Masters or something like that. You know? Yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. So what about what about Dustin Johnson? I know pretty much everybody like Tiger Woods or whatever, but mm -hmm. what about Dustin Johnson that you like so much? Uh, well, first and foremost, he's a uh, family guy. So when he's has won tournaments, uh, majors, things like that, you always see him FaceTiming his son or his wife's there or, or maybe his wife and son there. So it's family guy. I really like that. Um, I actually had a chance to like interact with him when he was here in Memphis um, the year after uh, he won the FedEx St. Jude Classic and he's walking off the 18th. And I told him, man, I really admire you as a golfer, man. Love your game. Wish you was a Nikes guy. I know you're Adidas. And he reached out, kind of laughed and said, man, appreciate it. And gave me some depth. So just that small connection may seem very small, but I was like, man, that's dope for him to even listen to me for two, three seconds and say, man, appreciate that and dab me up. And ever since then, I just, man, fell in love with the guy's game. He's a great guy, man. And his oh, swag, yeah. dude. I tell everybody, his swag is off the chain, dude. He's yeah. smooth. He yeah. Cool. Oh, yeah. He cool as 
probably between him and Brooks Kepka, mm-hmm. probably have the like super like cool poker faces like the whole round. I don't know how they do it. You know, right. I try to do it, and you know, I might can do it probably about half of the round, three quarters <laughs> of the round. But then it's that one hole you be like, man, that gum. Or it's usually them that gum puts. You know, you be like, that gum. I missed a, you know, a, a two footer. Three right. footer, you know, like or or you, you know, you like you think you got it lined up, and you are, <laughs> like today, even like when we played today at Queries, I'm like the one hole. I think it was seventeen. Okay, okay, like, I know what hole that. Is. Why did y'all put the pin right there? Like that's just bull crap. The up, the up, the up front pin placement on seventeen. Was it seventeen? Yeah, it was up front. I love that. No, which one? It wasn't that one. It was one that was on um. Back up on a ledge. The part three, the uh 16. 16 at part three. It's already I I know what you're talking about. Number 16. Okay, okay, okay. Yeah, it's already long enough. And then you put the mug back there up on that ledge, like it's barely on the flat surface. Barely. I'm like, Mm -hmm. man, y'all jokers. I smack whoever put the piece back there. I, that hole and then um it was 13. That's the other, that's the first part three. I didn't like that one at all, man. Um, I was on the green, but I didn't because you know you had to go up the slope. Right. And man, I had a straight put. I'm like, oh, I'm good. I'm going straight at the hole. But it was only maybe a foot in between the hole and making it up the slope. And right. I got right to the top and it right. bounced it. Yeah, right exactly yeah was, i think 18 was like that too 18 was in a tricky position because he was, was toward the back i'm like what you know like oh you know whatever but anyway the people making those pin placements are um i mean these are amateur courses and stuff but i think they really don't get that when you do a pin placement you want to make it uh, challenging, but yet you want to make it where golfers can actually try to score and putting the pin in a place where you at least have two to three feet, two feet, you know, a flat surface around. So a guy can make a good chip and it roll out and stay straight toward the cup and stay up there. Or, or you can drop, you know, a pitching where it's right in there and it sticks. But yeah, I get what you're saying. Yeah. So, I mean, I'm going to try to have a golf superintendent. I'm going to find one. Probably I want to get the guy at North Creek. I do. I want to I wanna, I wanna ask him some of them questions. Because whoever worked on those greens out there, they did an amazing job at North Creek, man. Because oh, those yeah. greens used to be terrible. And mm-hmm. I don't know what they did, but they they are absolutely rolling. They've been rolling, yeah. like, for the Consistent. last. Yeah. Like, like, really rolling, you know. <laughs> so... We want to try to, uh, me and you talked about bringing some attention to some African-American golf companies mm-hmm. or just some smaller golf companies, you know, all, you know, and uh, try to reach out to them and try to spotlight them, you know, on right. each podcast or at right. least at least once a month. I know we just getting started, but I did want to try to, since I did play with uh, Deuce Premium Golf Club. I tried okay. one of their gloves out and uh, just want to try to get them a little shout out. And um, the glove really was a good glove. It's still, it's uh, that Cabretta leather. Okay. It's a little, kind of a little pricey, but um, it's a good glove though. And uh, well, I like the feel of the leather on it. Right. Well, let, let me ask you this real quick. So um, you mentioned price and this is something that is important when you you talk about our culture, our people, right? Doing a business. So, and it is, it's me not knocking you or nothing. So, I'm obviously rocking Nike and Nike is a solid brand that when you 
shop for it, you instantly think of a certain price point. Right, right. Now you right. see this polo, if I ask somebody on the street how much this shirt costs, they're instantly going to be well over 50 bucks, right? Right, right. That can be considered pricey for a polo, right? Right. With that being said, with the golf glove, is it really that it's pricey, in your opinion, or is, is it? do you think it's because you have no knowledge of this brand and it seems pricey? You, you see what I'm saying? Like, not, yeah. disres- not I'm not disrespecting you. I'm just like, just yeah. trying to, maybe that's not the right way to exit. You yeah. know what I mean? No, no, no. I, I feel what you're saying exactly, because uh, I had a conversation earlier today about somebody, because they charged $50 for Ooh. a face shield, you know, that's, it's a face shield with the oh. with the glasses inside of it, and mm-hmm. they put a few they put some rhinestones around the edge, and you know they decorated it or whatever. Bizazzle, <laughs> yeah, exactly, bizazzled, exactly, fifty dollars. Ooh. So I was like, I said, uh, next time uh, my uh, wife want to back in, we get the family discount or something because it's fifty dollars. <laughs> And they said, "What well, when you when you go to the store, when you go to uh, a polo, do you ask them for a discount?" I said, "Yeah, you know, I look for a coupon every time. If I, I'm every time. every time I'm looking for a coupon or something, you know." And I say that, but like, I have used the pink Cabretta leather glove or whatever, okay. and it's similar leather quality. It feels similar, you know, um, mm. and it wasn't as pricey. You know, I okay. think the uh, I don't want to quote any prices, but the the Deuce Premium was probably about at least about five to eight dollars more than what okay. I paid for the Penguin. And not to say it ain't worth it, because I don't know how much Cabretta leather goes for. You know, I don't know. Okay. And I may have caught the Penguin on sale. I'm not absolutely sure. But anyway, um, mm-hmm. but I, I, I feel what you're saying, though. Um you know, you know, like if you put your time and effort into making some and you say it's this price, then you know, either I want to pay that price or I don't. I'm not one of those negotiating folk. You know, I'm not gonna go in the store and be like trying to haggle you because I'm just you know, no, if I want something, then I want it. If that's the price that's on it, then I'm gonna pay that price or whatever. Now, if I get to the counter and you offer me a discount. And I'm gonna take it, you know. I'm not right. gonna say no, I want to play full price. No, I'm gonna take that discount, you know. But right. yeah, I feel so, what you're saying. Yeah, so to go along with that, um, I kind of think me, I'm in sales, that's what I do for uh for a living. I'm, I'm a sales guy, right? Right. Um, just from my experience, I, I think it's something that's already in the back of our mind that we already know of a brand or something like you mentioned the pain glove and stuff like that, right. That's a brand that's been around for a while. Right. So and I think you play with Ping, uh you got a Ping driver, right? Yeah, I got Ping Driver and Ping Irons, Ping Wedges too. Right. So with that being said, me being a Nike guy, it's just certain stuff is already premeditated. It's in it's already in your head that right. about the brand, you you're comfortable with it and stuff. So is it worth it now for us? I mean, we we want to support our culture coming up in them, especially with golf, because it's, that's awesome, man, to have a black owned business and doing golf gloves or whatever, golf attire, you know? Right. Is it worth those few extra dollars to help that brand? You know what I mean? Like that's something that we got to really think, right, man, four more dollars. Right. But is it worth it to put it in our people's pocket? Right. 
to help them get rolling. And then when you get an opportunity and you learn more about it stuff, man, oh, it's the same kind of glove, but maybe it's hand stitched. I don't know. Right, 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 right. Maybe maybe it's personally packaged by the owner or something like that. So right. something different we might find out. And it's like, right. you know what, five more dollars. I, I gave away five dollars to the homeless people in the last 30 days. Right. So right. it's just a little stuff like that to right. think about, man. Right. But uh, I think we do. You do want to save some money, though. You right, 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 right. <laughs> you know, I think it's worth it to me to pay the a few little extra dollars to go with a company that's mm-hmm. that's you know um, up and coming. Because okay. the truth of the matter is, whoever he buy the glove from, the leather or whatever it is, he ain't getting the deal that Ping getting. True. You know, so you know what I'm saying? So whoever he got the glove from, he ain't getting the deal that they getting from it on paying the same, getting this material or whatever, you know. So that's why I'm willing to pay a little extra or whatever, because I know you ain't getting the same deal that they getting or whoever, you know, you ain't getting, you know. So you know how this stuff works, you know. Exactly. You know what I mean? So, you know, mm-hmm. it is what it is. But yeah, um, so uh, next time, so we're going to try to, I guess within the next uh, whenever we come back on with you or whatever, we're going to try to have another company in the spotlight and try to see if we can get some samples from them so we can say, hey, we've used this product, not just, you know, I ain't really just, um, I am really trying to endorse smaller companies. I am. That's what I really want to do. Yeah. yeah should, shout out should. to any smaller companies that may watch this and hear this. Look, Porter, Arthur, you know, we would love to have some product. Right. Right. We can check it out. Yeah. And you know what? If it's a polo or a hat, I'm going to look good in it. I got plenty of pictures. (laughs) I'll have to tell you. You are the Instagram king of the group. That is true. (laughs) I didn't take my picture today. I'm mad at myself. Yeah. Yeah. That's all right. I'll make sure I remind you next time. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. All right, man. I ain't going to hold you too long, man, but I appreciate it, man. Is there anything else you want to mention, man? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, um, you know, when you bring me on talking about fashion and stuff, I want to make sure this is something that um I tell the audience. And, and one thing is that even, again, you see me with Nike on, but um, I actually, I shop everything for uh, to get the best price. So I wait for it to go on sale. This shirt, I got it on sale. This hat, I got on sale. Um. It's only a few items I may ever get when it comes out. And that's because I know it's hot or something like that. Or I just want it, right? Like Arthur said, you know, if you see it and you want it, you're going to buy it, right? It's your money, your dollar, whatever. But for the most part, even again, let me scoot over. This entire outfit I purchased on sale. Now, we knew two months ahead of time we were going to do this. From the shoes, like 20% off the pants, I think I got from JCPenney. The belt was Amazon. That shirt, I'll never forget it. Amazon for $19.99. That's a Puma golf shirt. And that's a snapback hat uh, for $14.95 off of Amazon. So my whole outfit might have cost me total with the shoes was the most expensive. Might have been $150, bucks, 160 yeah. for that entire yeah. outfit. Yeah. Now, some could say that's a lot. But if I give you full retail, those shoes should have been 120 Those pants were uh, $80. Um, that shirt had the original MSRP on it was $65, you know, so that's two hundred sixty-five dollars right there. Right. So I, in the belt being Amazon, I don't know who the company was in the hat. I don't know who it is. I just liked it. Um, yeah. so just those three items right there in itself. And then I had on matter of fact, you can't see my pink, the pink Nike sleeves on those were $25 for two, I think. And I got those at half off. Oh, 
Yeah. So, and also, let me scoot up. Where you at? And that's the same day. Where you? I keep messing this. That's the same day. Let me go this way. Yeah. That joker that shot the seventy-eight. That did I shoot that me. that day? Yes, you did. You beat me that day, dog. He fresh too. Look at him. Hey, day, tell me this. Yes, what sir. would you tell uh, a thirty-year-old, forty-year-old guy? That's contemplating playing golf. What you waiting on? What are you waiting on? Some people say it's an expensive sport. It's expensive once you get hooked. I'll be honest. But to start off, there's nothing. There's nothing wrong with a pre-owned set or a starter set. Would you agree, Arthur? Absolutely, nothing wrong. And with there's that. No, nothing wrong with playing uh, inexpensive golf balls. They're not bad. It's just once you get hooked and you want to do certain things or have a certain look, that's when you start spending all your money. Yeah. There's nothing wrong with an inexpensive golf ball, a starter set, or a pre-owned set. And as far as golf clubs, uh, golf clothes, as long as you got on like some khakis or something, um, and just a polo and a hat, it's okay. You don't want to come out there in jeans and no. cotton clothes because no. that's heavy and you will be drained. Right. And especially in the summertime around here, you're gonna you're gonna pass out. Right. And yeah. Whether you're doing it for exercise, because a lot of people walk, especially like the shorter city courses, um, or you want to be out there with your buddies like us. I tell everybody this. Remember, in the game of golf, us being amateurs, people that work for a living, take care of their family, and we play golf as a hobby or whatever, always keep in mind, have fun first. Absolutely. Even when you're playing bad. Absolutely. Have fun. It's easier said than done. Have fun. Yeah. Let me tell you something I mentioned on the first episode. I said golf is expensive as you want it to be. Mm-hmm. You know, if you want to, I can tell you, you can walk uh, uh, nine holes it mm-hmm. over the par for twelve dollars, you know. So you know, like, you know, if you can make it expensive as you want to be, if you if you want to become a member at Colonial or South Memphis Wind, National South Wind, 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 Wind you know, Wind. if you if you want to become a member over there, hey, have at it. You know, invite mm-hmm. me out to play with you because hey, I want to. I I don't mind playing on any of those courses. <laughs> Matter of fact, um, I was gonna tell you too on the amateur tour, they got uh-huh. the Colonial on the schedule this year. Ooh, yeah. You no, know, like golf is expensive as you want it to be. If you mm-hmm. want to, you don't want to like spend a lot of money on golf. Hey, you don't have to. You know, right. you can make it do what it do. Get you a pre-owned set. You can get you a set from Goodwill. You can whatever. You know, or hey. you can get with guys like us who have right. plenty of clubs. Exactly. Now you may not have you know all the same brand, but you can get you a driver, a three right. wood, right. a hybrid, and all your irons. Right. You start off that way. Yeah, I just gave a dude that worked with me. I gave him a Callaway driver mm-hmm. and a pink. No, he wanted this other putter I had. I can't remember the mm-hmm. brand name on it. It was some stand up, the stand putter. Mm-hmm. He wanted it. I think that's the one he got or whatever. But yeah, he wanted that one. I had brought him a couple of chews from. He chose mm-hmm. that one. I'm like, cool, you can have it. You ain't got to give me nothing for it. You know, I want people to play golf, man. It's fun, man. You know, you just said something though that I think a lot of people have forgotten about. You said you gave something to them, bro. That came that's from your heart, bro. Right. You know right. what I'm saying? And a lot of people, man, like just imagine if we all did that across the board, man. We could probably get more people to play. Absolutely. Like, you know what I mean? Absolutely. Like, hey, 
prior to the sign. This not yeah. I'm gonna advertise. I gave it to you on this right. day. Blah, blah. Right, right, no, right, it's right, like, right. bro, here you go, man. Right. I got a buddy now. Great dude. Been saying he want to play golf. I've literally given him my old starter set. He still won't come out there. Yeah. Now he's saying I got to invite him. Like, bro, I can't just invite you out. We need to go to the range. And, right. Because right. you, I call it cutting grass. You don't want to come out there and just be cutting grass because you're going to be just chopping, chopping, right. chopping. That's all you're going to be doing. You never play. Digging ditches. That's what you're going to be doing. <laughs> <laughs> you know. But, yeah, man, I appreciate you coming on, man. It's going to be it's gonna be fun, man. I hope we can get this thing kicked off. And, um, yes, sir. And get it rolling pretty good. You know, we just want to expand the game of golf. You know, we, we've been talking about doing stuff, man. We got to get the moving on it. And uh, I'm really excited about this coming year, 2021. going to be a great year, man. And um, I know we're going to be doing a whole bunch of stuff moving around this year. Even got Dre excited about talking about some moving around, playing some golf. I'm like, oh, okay, then. Yeah, you know? yeah. I mean, uh, like. You know, you, you sent the invite out for the one down in Florida. I'm looking forward to that. Yeah. Um, I'm actually looking forward to, I'm hoping I'm going to be able to do it, um, joining the Pro-Am circuit. Yeah. COVID, COVID threw a little curveball in there. So my season, you know what I do on the side. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's been, it, one of my conferences has been kind of prolonged. So I don't know how this going to play out. It might cancel or whatever, but because the games will be on the weekend. So that'll yeah. throw off. Yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, I'm looking forward to that, man. And yeah. we start traveling, man, and playing, man. And like yeah. I told you last year, just let's just book it, man. And who yeah. invite them out? If they yeah. show, they show. They don't, they don't. And hey. we just go. Let's just yeah. go. Keep it rolling. Yeah. And, but uh, before we jump off, man, look, Arthur, man, I appreciate the invite. Um, your vision, what you're trying to do is is awesome, bro. Don't give up. Please keep going. And whatever I can do. Or you, you know, if you want to invite me out anytime and hit me up, man, whatever I can do to help out, man, let me know, brother. Yeah, I'm proud and appreciate you, dude. I ain't no problem, man. You know what we trying to do. Yes, sir. All right, man. I appreciate you, man. All good, man. Be safe, man. All right, you too, now. All right, now. All right. I hope you have enjoyed our conversation today with Ronald Porter Sr. Please tune in to our podcast on iTunes or wherever you listen to your podcast. Like and subscribe, follow. Check me out on Instagram. Check me out on Facebook. Please leave a review on iTunes on how we're doing, how much you're enjoying the conversations we're having. Who would you like to see me talk to next? Thank you again for tuning in.